Hello and welcome to this Two Wise Birds podcast, a podcast for the whole dental team. I'm Sue Boynton and I'm an independent dental legal consultant. And I'm Jane Lalleen and I'm a dental business coach and trainer. And of course we're both dentists as well, we're both QDC registrants. Absolutely. What do you want to chat about today, Jane? Well, one of the things that I recognize and I am going to be honest it's one of my little frustrations is that as dentists we expect and we want our patients to be seen by experts so if somebody's got an endo and it's out of our skill level it's normal and reasonable to expect a patient to go to a specialist similarly I'm not great at surgical aids you really wouldn't want me to take out your wisdom tooth so I refer because I know that's out of my skill set yeah. And yeah, I recognize in other areas of dentists' lives, they don't apply the same um, approach of recognizing when they need expert help. And they reach out to non experts. And we see this on the internet. We know there's patients that reach out to non experts and have things done by their friends. There's an awful story about a guy bragging about having his tooth taken out down the pub. Yeah. dead three days later yeah, absolutely. Um, and there are consequences of not having expert help I mean what are your thoughts on that I think you, you're absolutely right and I have to say I do see people sometimes dentists and, and DCPs posing questions on on chat forums and that type of thing and wanting advice from the profession and I can fully understand that it's natural to reach out to colleagues, but sometimes there are things where you need expert advice. I've seen people asking questions about the GDC case. And whilst we all can give general advice on that and it's really well-intentioned, I'd always say to people, do you know what? Go to your indemnity organization. They're the absolute experts in this. They'll know the nuances of your case and your background, and they'll give you detailed, focused advice that's specific to you. So you can get support from a chat room when people say, look, I'm really sorry that's happened to you, you know, and you will get through it. And that's valuable in itself, but the expert advice has to come from the experts. Absolutely. And I think that that's also um, something that's worth mentioning is that support from people, because I'm, I'm a member of lots of these groups and I think they're fantastic. I think they have their place and they are filled with, well-intentioned caring colleagues that want to support their colleagues because we don't like seeing people go through pain whether that's physical pain emotional pain mental pain and yet we have to recognize what our skill set is and you are dental legal advisor you've got the training you've got the experience and so I think it's reasonable that people come to you and yet you are always saying go to your go to your indemnity yeah. and similarly I think that there's issues that have I've been talking about an awful, with a number of clients this week who've got that critical voice that little voice in their head which says you're rubbish you're not good enough you're not worthy you're not capable and you and I are both master NLP practitioners that we know because of the training we've done that that voice can be dealt with that voice can be eradicated and 
it can be done quickly. It's not like psychotherapy, which may take a long time and goodness knows I've done psychotherapy, it didn't work for me, NLP did. But yes, again, recognize your field of expertise. And yes, there may be people out there that are also experiencing the same thing, but it can be dealt with and just find the people that can do it and do it well. I think that's right. And we do come across practitioners who have that critical voice all the time. And of course, that has to be balanced with sometimes there are clinical developmental needs and sometimes there are soft skill developmental needs as well. And it's all about recognizing those and getting them into perspective, isn't it? Yeah. I'll tell you what's a question that's coming up quite a lot, and I suspect you're getting it as well, Jane, is when something's gone wrong in the surgery, something just hasn't worked out as you wanted it to. People are saying, in theory now, I might know what to do, but I've never been able to practice how to deal with that. And when the situation arises, I'm going to be really stressed in the surgery and maybe I'm pressed for time. Is there somewhere where I can practice that in a safe environment? What do you think, and I'm talking off the top of my head here, about you and I setting up some training where people can practice just that? And I think that that would be incredibly valuable. And as you say that, the thing that really strikes me is the difference between intellectually knowing something and actually being able to do it. And I think they are two different things. And as we think about this for things like medical emergencies or fire, we know that as clinicians that we should be practicing this stuff. There's one thing to go to a, a lecture about what is the right medication to do when you've got a medical emergency, but dealing with your patient in the practice, that's where that mock-up and that rehearsal really counts so absolutely i think that there is probably a great deal of um value in us supporting people in an interactive way yeah. that when things do go wrong well i've broken a file i've taken out the wrong tooth or i've just shouted at my nurse and she's walked out and i don't know how to bring it back all those sorts of things, day-to-day -day stuff that we can deal with. But we can, and if we learn how to deal with it, that's baggage that we can just put down and carry on. And we're no longer haunted by it. And I think that's right, because there is a fear of dealing with the unknown. As we know, I hope that doesn't happen because I won't know how to deal with it. So we could set up some small group training for that. And I'm thinking it would actually, in the current circumstances, work online, where someone can have a confidential small group training and practice in a safe environment. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we could do this for practices um, where a practice would like to do it. Mm -hmm. Or we could do it for individuals that would like to be in a group with the absolute proviso, Chatham House rules, what yes. stays on the meeting, what's said on the meeting stays on the meeting and it's fully confidential. Yeah. I tell you what, because you're about to go off on your holes again. 
Oh, it's only a weekend. A weekend to put my feet in the sea. You know what? I'm like, I have to put my feet in the sea. Jane, I've seen a picture of your feet on the internet. <laughs> a garden picture. I know, my hobbit feet. <laughs> Why don't we give it some thought after that? I'll, I'll put some thoughts together over the weekend. We can have a chat when you're back, and then let's have a look. Yeah. Um, we also mentioned that we're, we're doing these... Um, two wise words in a slightly different way because there's, there's been a bit of a problem with the sound that doesn't seem to fix mm. itself on Skype. Um, even though I've got a professional microphone at this end, it seems to fade it a little bit. So we're going forward on Zoom at the moment and we'll be launching our podcast slightly, uh, shortly soon as well. So there's quite a lot of exciting stuff coming along, I have to say. Absolutely. And I think that there's some really, just in that little bit, there's so many gems first of all I'm going to put the invitation out there that whilst we can think about it and what we think is possible it's really important that we get feedback from the people who are listening and watching yeah, me absolutely what do you think because it's great for us to think oh my goodness me this is an amazing opportunity you've got some expertise we can help you support you but do you want it yeah. and how do we make it work for you if you recognize that that is that but also this whole thing that we've recognized that the sound isn't working for us. Yeah. So rather than continuing doing the same thing, we're exploring something different. And that's, I think, integrity. And that's what we're going to invite other people to do is recognize when stuff isn't working. And this is a fabulous opportunity to, to try out different things, both in your normal life and in dentistry as well. And people will be supportive of that. So yeah, let's all give it a go. So what you're suggesting is that I need to wash my feet before I put photos on the no, internet. Not at all. What I'm suggesting is you know you like going in the sea and get yourself excited and get yourself. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Muddy, muddy feet, wet feet, happy feet. Happy me. <laughs> and on that note. That's really important, isn't it? I joke about it. Is that I would, difficult times for everybody at the moment in different ways recognize what lights you up recognize what you really enjoy doing it and make the space for it carve it out because for me i know that i have to put my feet in the sea it to me it is so therapeutic i can't express in words how valuable that is yeah and for other people they will have different things but just make sure you do it absolutely What's your thing what's your thing Oh, do you know, um, I like being in open water, as you say, in lakes, rivers, the sea, having a swim, having a splash about in there. Um, and I like walking, mountain biking, that sort of stuff. Anything with fresh air. And usually in Yorkshire, it involves fresh air and rain. <laughs> you learn to love it. Absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, let's say ta and um, till um, next time. And we look forward to feedback from people about how they think that we can support them because that's we're here to help you yeah take care bye bye right let's see if we can